Welcome to podcast 279 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt and on this week's pod, for the first time in a long time, we are actually Five Star Potential as I'm joined by Dupe Joe Mad and making his long-awaited return, Mr. Dickhead. As a party. <laughs> or, or affectionately lo- no, lo- known as Dickhead. David, hello. <laughs> Hello. Son of Wendy. Thank you for having me back. I like I'm sure a lot went. of people have just turned off as well. So. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's at least one guy who is who's fuming yeah. right now, hearing your one. voice again. But mm. I'm sure he'll he'll make himself known on, known on Twitter. Um, but welcome, one and all. And as we have Dave here, he's been trying to smash another penty out. So we'll be getting an update from Dave on that. And then we're going to be talking about tactical familiarity because it's been quite a while since we've discussed that. And then there may be time for a quiz depending on how tired we all are once we get there. So, David, take it away. Pentagon action. Hi, Dave. Yes. So, obviously, because I haven't been on the, the pod in a, in a while, I hadn't really touched um, well. much FM22, to be honest, uh, since... Mr. Drugs test. Yeah, yeah, since that, obviously. Uh, now, since the start of um, this year, really, I played a lot of, of 22 right at the start of the year and I hadn't really got back into it. I just, life got in the way, really. So, um, didn't really play much FM, didn't really have much uh, drive to get involved in the beta or anything like that either. But I thought, you know what, I think the one way to try and get back into the game is actually start a save, try and fall in love with a save and, and see what happens. If I can do it, then great. If not, then... We, we move on but yeah I started this Pentagon challenge uh, just after the full release came out um, and I think I'm in I'm in the year 27 28 now so I think we're in year 5 year 6 of the save uh, no major trophies won as of yet I think I'm a l- I can't remember how long it took me to, to win my first one uh, when I comp- completed it last time I've got a feeling it was 5 or 6 years so I am a little bit behind but it's been a uh, pretty crazy already to be fair obviously starting the save with zero qualifications uh, zero experience and my first job was in uh china with a team called uh i think it's beijing institute of technology they were rock bottom of the play- yeah rock bottom of the playable championship um playable uh, leagues in china uh and they were in the mud zero money crap players um, I think I put it on Twitter and even Jack who at the space had said like, you know, I think he must have managed them on his Pentagon or something before, but they were absolutely dreadful. I think I managed them for about five, six, seven games and couldn't get a tune out of them. And I thought, fuck this, I'm not, I'm not staying here. Um, so I left the job. I don't know how, but that sec, after leaving that job, I somehow got in the October, the Villarreal B job. So I really don't get how I jumped so high so quickly. Um, but I took the job. They were bottom of the second division in Spain. We did really well with them, to be fair. Um, we had occasionally one or two of the first team players come down into the second team, which was quite nice. Um, I'd signed a couple of players in January, which did quite well for me. A weird one was that I wanted to sign a striker. I think I signed um, Roberto Soldado for the second team. And the first team ended up taking him off me. So I never actually got to use him, despite <laughs> me using my budget to sign him. Um and I did really well with them. And on the last game of the season, we were out of the relegation zone for the first time. And I think I was about two points clear of the drop zone, but there was about four teams in between me and the drop zone. And I thought, sound, I've kept them up here, um, which was obviously a real big boost to the reputation. We lost on the final day. 
And obviously, all the four teams below me won. So we ended up getting relegated and I got sacked. Um, and it took me ages to get a job after that. I thought after be, you know managing in Spain, second division, I thought, right, I've actually sort of made a little bit of a name for myself. We, we had a de- Although we went down, because they were so bad to start with, we had a decent record at them. Um, but I had to settle for South Africa second division in the end, um, which was a team called Black Leopards in um, South Africa. And they were really struggling. I think they were right down towards the bottom, got them out of a relegation, went on a bit of a promotion, pushed towards the end of the season, just missed out on the top two, uh, which meant we stayed in, in that division, in the second division. But I actually left because financially they were dreadful and I thought all my players contracts were coming to an end I thought I'm never going to be able to sort of regain this form next year but again because we did so well at Black Leopards I thought I'm just going to walk into a better job and I couldn't I really struggled so it took me I think I left that at the end of the season in the May and it took me till the December of the same year this is 2024 now to to get a new job I had to stay in the second division of of South Africa and I ended up joining a team called uh, Jomo Cosmos they were in a really similar position to Black Leopards where they were right at the bottom of the table. Um, I think then it took me, uh, I think, it, yeah, the following season, I stayed at them that season because financially they were very similar to Black Leopards. Uh, I think it must have been a thing in, in South Africa. The second division, you just don't make money. You lose a lot of money. So I thought if I can try and convince a lot of my better players to stay, we'll have a chance of going up the following season, which I did. Kept my best players, won the league quite comfortably the following season. Then when you go into the top division, the amount of money you make is absolutely ridiculous compared to the second division. You're getting gate receipts, you're getting TV money. So we were a team that were like minus 600k and then the following season we were like plus 1 million in the bank. So how quickly the bank changes is is crazy. Um we had a really good first season uh, in the in the Premier League, did really well, uh, finished sort of top end. We had a really good start and then slowed down a little bit. I think we finished fourth or fifth. Uh, but you only get European football for the top two in South Africa. Tops the Champions League. Why would you get division. European football? Yeah, hold on a second. You know, I mean, continental football, sorry, not European football, flipping heck. Um, top, top gets like uh, their equivalent of the Champions League and the second one is their equivalent of, you know, like the, the Euro, Europa League. Um, but yeah, this second full season in the Premier League now, we had a really, really bad start. And it was getting to the point where I'm thinking, oh, am I just going to be stuck in this sort of mid-table, you know, position for ages? Um, but over the last sort of 24 hours, I've played quite a lot of the game and we've got on a really, really strong run. So I think with about, let me check the uh, table, how many games are left? Uh, with about... Whilst you're looking, I saw you load FM up about quarter to 12 last night. I was like, parents must yeah, have been out. Yeah, because I played a bit of <laughs> no homework. I played a bit of PlayStation last night and then got into bed at just after 12 and I thought, yeah, I'll load up, have a couple of games whilst I'm in bed as well. Um, Hiding under the, the DV. Yeah, so there's about 10 games <laughs> left in the league this season and I'm on 44 points, just behind top of the table who are on 48. But one of the, the best parts, I think, of this save have been like, especially the last season or so have been the transfers. Um, so you're able, well, one, your youth intakes are really good. Like every year you're getting players that are good enough for the top division. Not not so much straight away, but within a couple of years, you're going to have like ready-made players. Um, but this season has been quite interesting because I just signed, I'd signed a, 
the the striker I had as we got promoted was although he did really well, he was getting quite old, and I thought it slowed down a little bit. And I thought, how, is he going to be ready for top division football? So I released him and signed a young player that had done really well the season before in the second division. Um, and he absolutely smashed it our first season. He scored like 25 goals. He'd started the second season really well. Um, and I think he had a release clause of about 150k. And a Brazilian team had activated it. And I thought, who? Could, this is on deadline day as well. So I was in a bit of a panic. And I thought, who can I get him to replace him? And I remember about 12 months before, my scouting centre had seen a striker, really niche, a, a striker from Armenia, who played for a team called Punic. The only reason I remember it is because Wolves played Punic in the Europa League a few years ago. I had to get Wolves in there somewhere. Um, and I thought, okay. you know, I wonder if he's still available. So I went and checked him out and I've signed him and he's been on fire. He scored uh, 12 goals in eight games for me so far since since joining. I was a little bit worried because he'd been coming from a different league, didn't speak uh, the language or any, anything, but he's been he's been doing really, really well. So. Do you know his name, Dave, or, you know, in case anyone wants yeah, to Yeah, I do. It, I mean, he's a new gen, <laughs> to be fair, but it's oh, right, okay. Volodya Mkhacharian, I think. Viking is he related to Viking Den? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. But mate, there's some great names in this team. I've got a uh, central Bukovic. midfielder from Mozambique called Herman Gildo Yakuim. So, That's yeah, very, very close right to Dildo Quim. Yeah. I was about to say exactly the same thing. <laughs> so my mind did go there. Thank you. Anything that um, sounds like Quim, Matt's, Matt's giggling. Yeah, <laughs> I also signed an aging Quincy Promise, but he's he's not actually that great anymore, oh, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Quincy Promise, yeah, <laughs> great de- on the dead ball, like corners, free kicks, penalties, unbelievable. Other than that, he's pretty gash. Um, Way, yeah, we're we playing like a four-three-three. <laughs> I, I know you you boys spoke about like the midfield partnerships last week. Um, so I'm, I'm playing with. How'd you know? I, I just saw. Oh, you read the trailer? I'm not fucking listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I ain't got time he to listen to that shit. He likes yeah. the pictures, Joe. <laughs> when yeah. you do a graphic, it's because you yeah. don't make up, man. But I've just gone. I've True just that. gone all out attack. To be fair, so we conceded a lot of goals, but we're scoring shitloads. So I've scored fifty-three and twenty-two. Um, so we, we're doing alright. To be fair, talk to me about coaching badges. Oh, uh, that's been a bit of a nightmare because we've got national B at the minute. So that's only the second one in, and I'm like six years in. Uh, main issue was obviously in China they had no money Villarreal B uh, I think Villarreal B put me through the first one but Jomo Cosmos where I am now and Black Leopards didn't have any money whatsoever uh, so now we had a bit of money in the bank Cosmos let me do it right at the start of the season but my fear was I don't want to do another one yet because when I was doing the coaching badges af, we couldn't buy a win we were absolutely shit and I just blamed it on the on the new update but I've got a feeling now it's because I, as mad as it stands, I was doing my coaching badges because it always says you'll be away from the training ground and stuff like that. So I'll do the next one. Obviously, it, it's a big help for your attributes and your reputation. I'll do another one uh, when the season finishes, I think. You know, uh, is it they they very available for you, Dave, or are you trying to have to convince them to do it? Because when I did the penny, all I did was when I went club to club, I made sure I included it in the contract. Like when they say anything else you want for us, you just say, yeah. oh, I want to put me through it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the first, like I said, because they had no money, these clubs were taking ages to, you know, let me let me do it. But I think now I've got enough money at, at this. The, the most annoying thing is, though, that I was asking them, I was saying no, and they were just giving up the under-19s assistant manager a coaching course. And I was like, what's that about? So, um, yeah, I think at the end of this season, I'll, I'll request another one. But 
I'm, I think the next, between now and the end of next season, I really need to make a big step up, either be managing in the continental competitions or very close to being at a club that are, are going to be there. Because on paper, Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates are the two teams that are going to give you the best chance. Um, but it's just, it's just one of those things at the minute. I've had a couple of job offers, but it's teams that are slightly better financially, but just like so much further down the league than than we are. So I've just not really taken them at the minute. So it's slow and steady, but it's a, it, I'm enjoying it, which is which is a good thing. It's, uh, I was just going to say you've probably like you've seemed to put quite a lot of hours into it, Dave. Um, I like. Did you set any timeline of where you want to be X number of seasons or anything like that? I, no pressure. I, didn't like really, time, I think know? that the first time I did it, I've completed it in 25 seasons. And I know a lot of people... Have, Dude, did you... Oh, you did the, You did it slightly different to how I did it, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't cheat. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Um, <laughs> Welcome so back, yeah, Dave. We did it in 25 seasons, so an average of a trophy every five years. Um, I'm match. already six seasons in and I'm not really close to the first sort of continental trophy as of yet so you can go from job to job quite quickly there have been times where you win a Champions League and then you jump to the next club within the next season and win another one um, but there's no timeline really I've started this one a little bit earlier than I did last time um, so I'll, I'll see how it's going but I'm smashing out I, I would look at the game time but I've left my laptop on and stuff like that so it's going to be I mean, I your laptop it, on? it's going to be absolutely ridiculous uh, what do you uh, yeah, it's already 19 days and 11 hours worth of game time, which I've definitely not played that Games much. Games only so. been out 15 yeah. days, yeah. <laughs> If you get the Kaiser Chiefs job, I predict to write. Yeah. yeah only said my total FM hours is only 133 hours, but somehow I've played 19 days. So. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. Yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's going well. But yeah, I think the, the beauty at the minute is that, like, Almost a little bit like, you know, some of you boys have done like buying low and, and selling. I say high, it's only like 200k. But uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, one of my wingers got bought by Vitoria in, um, no, I think it was Boa Vista in Portugal for 250k. They activated his release clause and then I just loaned him back the next day. So, business. Like that at the minute. Yeah, exactly. Dave, are you ever going to stream this save or should I just cancel my subscription now? Uh, Po I've already cancelled it, by the way. But it, yeah. uh, possibly, but it's one of those. I think the penalty is one of those saves, especially for me. Like, like Joe said last uh, earlier, just like get into bed and have like a few games at like midnight or whatever. So it's one. Of, I can stream it. There's a possibility of me streaming it, but to see every single game is very, very unlikely. Of course, yeah. yeah. He just opens his laptop, lad yeah. from Tetanol getting pumped, and then FM opens up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching the wrong shit on TV, Dave. Yeah. Um, do you remember what order you done it in last time, Dave? Um, and do you think you're going to follow the same order? I think it'll be different this time because I did Asia first, then Africa. Uh, I mean, there's still a chance that I might go back to Asia before I do the African one, uh, but I'm I'm pretty knee deep in Africa at the minute. Um, we know. <laughs> um, yeah, I did Asia, Africa, North America, South America, and then Europe. I think last time. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll do similar order, but it, it might not be the exact same. The only issue with the Afri Africa one I remember last time was you didn't get a ma massive reputation boost when you did did it out there last time. So I don't it know. It might have changed tough to slightly. To go back now. once you've done it, yeah, it might have changed slightly now because I know Asia you used to get quite a decent reputation boost. Completely unrelated topic. Um, sorry, Matt. I was just gonna say, like you're talking about the reputation. 
and maybe it's changed game on game, but you know, talking about Morocco in the World Cup recently, that has a huge boost for Africa as well. Just thinking about yeah. next year's FM. And apparently they get an extra World Cup spot because of how well Morocco have done. So sorry, Matt, just uh, kind of dawned on Morocco me. and Morocco B. Morocco B. <laughs> um, <laughs> it'll probably be a boost for next year's FM. No new games have been announced um, because of Morocco's performance <laughs> in the World Cup. So next, there's always Thanks next year, Dave, basically. For, yeah. for next year, that's really useful. Yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Thanks for interrupting me for that really useless point. Um, sorry, Matt. My, the, done, to, yeah. to finish things off then, uh, is there any Toporkoviches yet that you've spied? I haven't seen any, like, unbelievable... I've not really looked, to be fair, at the, like, the top, top players. And, and that was something similar on the uh, last Pentagon that I didn't... Until I was at the bigger clubs, because remember there was that guy called Peter Harper as well, who was, like, the Beckham yeah, yeah. and that was desperate to sign. Mm. Um, he was the first, like, big player that I spotted, like, three or four clubs in. Um, I've not really looked at the big teams. I've got obviously subscribed to um, like following Wolves as a team on there, and they've had some mad journey on there already. But other than this Armenian guy, and I think that's why he's quite like one of my favourites already because he's banging in the goals. It's quite a niche, you know, country and player to have. Um, yeah, but it's he, he's the one at the minute. I, I keep getting like the next gen lists come through, but I haven't really had a look at it. But I'm sure. No, Kelvin Obies. Mate, Kelvin Obies, well, what a baller he was. Mate. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anyone else. It was that striker Bangora, but Peter Harper and uh, who was the fullback that Matt Neal kept oh, going on about? The gash one. What's his name now? Uh, yeah, Davis Purdy. Brazil. No, he's a Brazilian guy, wasn't he? I want to say Silva, but I don't think it was. I think it was. I think like Silvio or something. Like that. I'll have to have a look. I refuse to play him in the Champions League final there. Because you quit pick. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 what a save the first one was though hopefully this back when he was an FM content creator yeah. eh? yeah. Sorry, but ha- before BT Sport but- offered him 500 quid <laughs> <laughs> he paid £8 a month for his tick on Twitter yeah. I don't well, hopefully this one will be at least on par I think that's always the difficulty especially when you've you've had a like you've enjoyed like, the journey through and then follow it up and it's just not quite as good as the last mm. one but because you're doing it quite differently as as differently as you can do a pentagon challenge yeah i think i think it'll be good yeah i'm not uh, putting myself under tell, pressure obviously. yeah i'm not putting myself under pressure to do i'm doing like a tweet uh, every season if anyone's bothered but i'm not putting myself under pressure to do any content on it right now so i think that helps a bit as well indeed right let's shift gears so Tactical familiarity. Um, it's, I mean, is it important, first of all? Because some that's the, I guess that's the opening gambit. Do we care about tactical familiarity and green lines and fancy things that look nice? Or are you on the other side of the fence and think it doesn't matter at all and that you can play different formations every single match and the game won't penalise you for it. Mad. I could start. Um, like I've noticed on Twitter recently a lot of different, a couple of different creators talking about tweaking tactics. Um, and I think, it was, I think it was FM Trek who has a series at the moment and there was, he was getting the piss taken out of him because he was just tweaking the shit out of everything. 
Um, so it, it it was making me think about it. I, I tend to tweak a fair bit, um, normally because it's not going well. So you're just trying to take a chance that something will click. In my save now, we've just kicked off the third season. And I'm, for the entire of last season, half the season before and now season three, I'm on the same tactic. And I very, very rarely have deviated from it. Obviously, you're looking at the instructions and different things. But I'm sticking with the 4-3-3 now. Um, the personnel keep changing, so I'm not seeing green lines. But the familiarity is, it's not 100%, but it's almost there. And this is the first time I've probably gone this long in a save. So we're talking almost two full seasons of the same tactic. Um, and I feel like it is working, but I don't know what it is. And I don't know what your lad's experience is, but every now and again, I'll just get battered. And I just feel like it's it's routine, it's written, it's scheduled. I do seem to get battered by a four four two in this tactic. And I feel like the AI, and you know, I know this year they did say um, that the AI is going to be smarter. If the AI is smarter, they all they have to do is look at my tactic, tactical history and see that I've played the same tactic for a season and a half and just set up against it. Um, but I feel like four four two is battering me in that sense. Uh, yeah, I think I've, I mean, on this Pentagon, I've pretty much played uh, ever since I came across to South Africa. So the last four seasons, I've just played the same system and tactic. Um, but I had a little bit of a, a dip right at the end of last season where it was it was just after the update had come out and I thought, oh, that's it. The, the update has just shafted this tactic because I, I dropped a, a few points, changed my system for the new uh, season. Um, the tactical familiarity was okay, but we didn't start off well at all. Um, and then I switched back to this old tactic and we were just all guns blazing again. So I think it, it is one of those things. Um, I think tactical familiarity is important. I think chopping and changing isn't going to gonna help the team. It's like anything, you know, it's, it's, I know it's a game, but it's, it's realistic at that. I think if you get a football team in real life and keep asking them to play different roles or play different systems every game, you know, you're not, it's not going to work out every single time. So, um, you know, using training, using friendlies to try and get that tactical familiarity up, I think is crucial. And that's why you've got to try your best to have your system and roles in place at the start of pre-season or as, as, as close to that as you can to try and boost that familiarity. And how do you find it is with, like, because I don't, I don't really have, you know, a, a second or a third tactic or formation set up. Like, Dupe, I know you would do this a bit, right? You set up the kind of, the tactics for the different scenarios. We used to talk about the highlight killers and, and all those kind of things. Do you feel like you can have tactical familiarity across three tactics and chop and change them enough that it, it doesn't really Im- impact the familiarity? Yeah, I find that if you you set them early enough and you, you kind of work with them, that it does work. They are not all massively different. Okay. Um, they can quite easily, we can quite easily merge between the three. Um, but one thing I do I do like to, if I have a different system in mind or a different way of playing in a certain game, then I would start my normal way and after 10 minutes start tinkering in, in there instead of tinkering in the pre, pre-tactic pre screen. I, I, I think that's just mentally uh, kind of the way I look at it rather than it, that's the better way. But I just think that we would start this way, I'd see where the flaws are and then I'd slowly tweak and, and you would hope that it would stay very similar it's normally i normally just change roles or um like positions rather than instructions i know how i want to play and i've set that way and there's a reason why i play the certain system and the certain instructions so for me it would all be about players and roles 
Uh, and that's all I would kind of tweak. But I think they do merge in enough. I've always kind of smashed it from pre-season. Looked at playing as many friendlies as possible. That doesn't matter if it's kind of your A or B team. Um, like your first 11, second 11. But just absolutely smash that. Because I, I believe tactical familiarity does aid good results. So I, I do it a lot. And I what I tend to do if I've got two or three variations on training, I switch main focus. Because if you are training match tactics, I'll kind of go in and I rather than it just always being default to position one, I'll go through and just every kind of time the training message comes up, I'll just swap them around. And you normally get like the position one will have like a you know, 100% familiarity, but then the other two will be at like 75%. Just, you know, again, I don't couldn't tell you if it works, but it's just something I've always done. And we spoke about him earlier, Cleon. It was something he wrote a long time ago about tactical familiarity. And it's just kind of stuck with me, and it's just a process of how I play the game now. Pretty much identical um, to what I do as well. And, I mean, the game literally tells you it's important. It gives you a boost. in You check the dynamic screen, it tells you that you're getting a boost in passing because the you know <laughs> the your your team is used to how you play so if it's if you don't take advantage of that like you are not going to perform as well as you would expect uh, anyway so there are a lot a lot of people that moan about the game not signposting things particularly like new players but when you check on the dynamic screen and it's telling you like you need to sort that you need to address this because without it you are losing like passing or something like that like that you are being penalized in game for your choices there that is probably the most explicit i think is probably a good word to use um use of of signposting in fm and uh it's if you're like lower league saves um what i tend to do is barely do any training anyway especially if you're part-time and just focus on the match tactics to get that tactical familiarity up because you've only got you know a few training sessions a week anyway so focus on match stuff because even pre-season you won't get anywhere near close to um the appropriate levels of um familiarity it's funny you went into training there because that was something i was going to mention i had the thought the other day you know um, a lot of people say don't play um kind of saturday wednesday friendlies in pre-season you're better off having set just all saturday so you've got more time training you know in the home matches only do home matches so you've got no you're not wasting it for travel i haven't tried this but in my, i thought the other day i was like can you take control of the 23s or the 21s or whatever it is and then set their friendlies as well and then just use your second 11 so that you're you're getting your first eleven playing like on a Saturday, and then your twenty threes to play on the Wednesday, but you're playing the same tactics. Would that increase your tactical familiarity without ruining your training potential for your first eleven? Mm. I think you, you can definitely take control of the twenty ones. You'd probably be a lot of a lot of time, but it's uh, well, well only for that because it's you're keeping a certain number of players training. But then the, the your second eleven are learning the tactic, but it's not impacting your first team's training. I know what you mean, yeah. Uh, I, 
were you talking about training as well? I was going to bring up the the team bonding, and that's something I know Joe used to do quite often. Or still and, do, and mate. Sort of, yeah. Tuesday piss up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've started doing it a lot. Um, not so much this season, but the last couple of seasons on my side, I was doing it a lot and making sure like I was doing it month at a time, doing it a few days before the, for the game, and that obviously increases you know your teamwork and and so on um in the training tab it doesn't necessarily say it definitely you know it doesn't directly impact the team familiar the tactical familiarity but it is going to improve that sort of improve the things to help that as well um and then going back to what you said about sort of the hierarchy and you know the dynamics and so on um on team cohesion it's going to improve things like that as well which is obviously going to go hand in hand with that tactical familiarity as well um i was going to like cuz we were talking a lot there about uh, like Joe's point is about repetitive, like kind of repeating the tactic or getting as many uh, friendlies in with that tactic and doing it all through preseason. Do you lads look at player roles then as well in terms of role familiarity? So often we talk on this pod about like, you know, you can have a player play a certain position or role if he has the attributes for it. Um, but one of the things I saw before, uh, not so long ago was a tweet from FM Stag, I think, where when you're looking at your tactic screen, one of the three little icons will bring you onto the individual role familiarity. Um, and it kind of makes me look at it and go, okay, maybe my, you know, another element of this is the team's tactical familiarity is, may also be a sum of the parts. And even as I look at mine, I have a DLP in my three-man midfield who, who probably is one of the le- least effective players in my setup. And I've kind of been putting a few different players in there. But I can see they have the lowest tactical familiarity in that role because I don't have a natural DLP I've been trying a few different players in there so I was just wondering do you lads ever look at that in particular the role familiarity for a player or are you kind of sticking with that idea of if he's got the attributes he can play there 100% I actually like to play I, I don't really care about what they think they can play I just look at their attributes and I, I mean we talked about it on last week's pod about the fact that I'll play left wingers or right wingers as a, a volante I'll, I'll do whatever I think's right and we'll you know, we, I'll just retrain them. Um, and I think you get a lot from that and you can actually get a lot of value from it where you get players that don't cost as much because they're not a sought after role or position and then you make them into that. Um, I think sometimes you just got to be a little bit creative with with it and with your accounting. And I think that's the way, that's the way I like to do it anyway. <laughs> There's a lot of... Um... There's a lot of questions as well now in the press on on FM. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it in regards to when you play players in different tactics and roles as well. Um, it's not not anything that I take a huge amount of notice of, and it's probably like Dube said, playing players in specific roles that they probably are good at. I used to do that years ago. I think when I managed 1860 Munich, there was a striker that I really enjoyed using, but. He probably wasn't good enough to be the main striker at the club anymore. And I ended up playing him as an inside forward on the left and he did really, really well there. Um, and it's not anything that I've done in a long, long time. But I know now if you've got to put like a right back as a makeshift left back or he's more of a full back and he's playing as a wing back, you do get quite a lot of questions about it in the press as well. I don't, I'm not sure if that directly affects much uh, of anything, but it's interesting that those questions are starting to be asked a little bit more as well. Do you know, of all the time I've done that, I've never, never seen them. I'll have to kind of pose a little bit more. I'm doing a lot, a lot more of the media stuff, to be fair, because I yeah, always have just to, used to skip you? it, but it's just something I've started to do. I like to dig, dig into the. You other just pay attention stuff, to see if talking wolves are in there. That's it. For Brits, <laughs> yeah. It's on the NDA for them if they want. <laughs> Doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. They, they can't spell NDA. 
Oh, okay. Um, so, I guess synergy between we've kind of gone through sort of our list quite grad- gradually anyway of the the sort of the the points we wanted to touch on, but um, synergy between players and roles. Um, I've noticed in particular, so you can have like overall tactical familiarity from from an entire team, but then the I haven't really noticed any big difference between that, like the individuals, and and how used they are, how how used they are to playing a tactic, but in that role. Uh, maybe it's because I've been playing like lower league, so it takes longer for the for that to actually become impactful. Um, I don't know if anyone else has really noticed it making much of a difference. I guess we've kind of touched on it a little bit already, but. I don't know if anyone has any specific examples because you are all playing at re- like higher levels than I have been. League two, baby. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Mr. Madden, have you seen anything that, or it, I, it's something that you, unless you actually look to utilize it, you probably won't even notice when you hover over a, a player, at, especially in the tactics screen, and see whether they actually are um, sort of how used they are to the role or whether you get I guess the the you notice it most I think when you have loan players and it particularly when your loan agreement says to use them in a particular role and I've had it sometimes mainly actually it was more on FM22 where obviously you'd have the the club's manager who you've loaned them from from saying like oh you've not played you're not playing them in the position we agreed but they're getting plenty of game time and I actually would have it like the player would start moaning about it to that like their manager, at least that's where the the whole issue comes from, and then, after sort of between like five and ten games, the player actually drops that concern because they've now become used to playing the role that they they've been moaning about for playing, and I guess that's the best example I can think of i've I've, I've said this before scenario. if you fucking leave that in your contract negotiation with the other club. You're a dickhead. Get that taken out because that is an inbox item you are definitely going to get. So just remove it completely. <laughs> He's right, you know. I'd, I'd like to take this opportunity to, to put my hands up and say that during the 1860 save, I've lost five players through loans due to this. Yeah. Um. Uh, you have to play them exactly. Case in point, you dickhead. still get them. Yeah. It's happened. Thing me. Is sometimes I actually use it as a, I use it as a strategy to get them out if they're going to be shit. So, like, especially when you can only afford, uh, like, however number of loan slots, or you're having to pay for their wages, um, but they won't allow you to have the terminate loan thing in. Make sure let, I'll let them have the position thing if they want, and then if I want them to, because I I'll just purposely play them in a position they're not supposed to play in, and they'll eventually ask for them back anyway. Sabotage. You can get it terminated that way. So it's gamifying it a bit, but you know, hacks. Here's the problem, Matt. This has happened to me. So I, I couldn't get the clause or the you know the, the requirement to play a player in a certain role uh, out of the deal. So I left it in there. Played him where I wanted to play him. He was a left back and I wanted him as a left-sided centre back. And that was fine. We kind of kept him at bay for a while because he was playing every game. And then eventually Bayern recalled him. 
the problem was I, I kind of pushed it for so long that Byron won't loan me any fucking players anymore. And they've got some really good under 21 players who are willing to come to the Dutch tier two league. So I've, I've got to shot myself in the foot now because they, they're literally saying when I go to make a loan bid, we don't want to loan him to your club because of the bad relationship that exists. So um, I'm not invited to Munich anytime soon. Such is life. Well, if you fucked yourself there. That's pretty Did. much it. I mean, you've said it anyway, but I felt it was worth underlining. Watch um, it. And then, <laughs> final thing. Staff, tactical style, and preferences. Do they matter? The big question. I kept my assistant manager. I never keep my assistant managers. Normally, because probably playing in a higher league, and I'll get rid of them, bring my own backroom staff in based on their attributes rather than their tactical kind of base. Um, but going into League Two, where you can only have like three coaches, and my assistant's preferred formation was four four two, I kept him on. Didn't give him the old Gary Neville tin tech. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But all my staff are based on attributes. Like every time, every game I play, N- never base it on. The only thing I did, I was trying to sign. Oh, I can't remember what staff role he was. If he had great attributes, but he was un- had an unambitious character, and I was like, nah, Welsh. I mean, um, unambitious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never really tried to see if there is a, a difference between them, so I've never really bothered either way uh, about, <laughs> um, about a, adjust it, like adjusting my staff based on their preferences. I guess if there's a, if it's a toss up between people who've got very similar attributes and there's one that aligns with how I play and one that doesn't, the one that aligns with it will probably get the get the job over the other one, but it's not really something I go out of my way to make sure everyone is aligned, especially is if my tactical preferences change throughout the, the duration of a save with a particular club, I'm kind of knackered then because all of my staff are playing that way, want me to play a particular way. I suppose it's almost the makings of an experiment, and maybe it's been done, but if, you, if your mission is to kind of crank up the tactical familiarity and you're literally hiring assistant manager coaches, all that, who have the exact preferred formation that you have um I, I like i would imagine it should accelerate it because i feel like that's why it would be there like i've had wesley schneider as my um sorry joe i missed that i said but you don't know for a fact but i don't know i never know in fairness with this game but like i've hired my assistant manager wesley schneider because my whole tactical thing is about high um high attacking high technique and i've done that with most of the coaches like technical um coaching and attacking coaching but I've never really paid any attention to their preferred formation. It just so happens that the formation I'm playing is the same as what Wesley Schneider seems to like. But again, does it make a difference? I don't know. Well, I wouldn't have, I to ask, have to ask one of the SI lot. Yeah, Coming say, it's all speculative at the moment. You remember, remember imagine... when, do you remember, sorry, Matt, you remember when Seb told us about the youth development? Yeah, and it was like Any, above eighteen. Yeah, that was like the that that was that's still something I sort of adhere to yeah. now. Like, like knowing knowing that it's sort of stuck with me. But um, I I would 
I think it'd be interesting to see if one if there is an actual impact and what else it helps with because mm. maybe it would help with the accuracy of uh their their if you going if you're going to a particular staff member asking them for an opinion on a player and how well they'll fit within your team like th- those sorts of staff reports or even like scouts and how that aligns. I bet it's, I it's like a multiplier. It I bet there's a, like a factor behind yeah. it of like, if you've got that and that, it will give you like a point one. It's like the marginal gains bit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Won't, make, won't make a drastic difference, but will probably give you that just that incremental boost. And some of the parts, if you've mm-hmm. got all of your staff, then that multiplier is boost exponentially. Or just do what Dave does um, and use the editor. Brilliant. Oh, that, 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 I mean, there is that, yeah. I mean... Just get the in-game editor, set maximum tactical familiarity. We're done. That was a good one. Might as well sort the injuries out whilst you're there. Bookings, everything, anything else? No? I don't do this, but uh, Freeze people, attributes. Yeah. Hacks, all of the hacks. Yeah. Matt knows a lot about this. Stop <laughs> that, <man. laughs> It was a thing. Respect well, the showdown. Respect the showdown. But that's pretty much the... That's all I've used it for. Anyway... Quiz time, Mr. Mr. Madden. Get in. Take it away. Oh, fuck's sake. Sorry. It's time for the quiz. Take it by Dave wants a quiz. You missed a quiz? Lies. Yeah, man. Don't encourage it, Dave. It makes it worse. Um, Dave does a quiz on the Talking Walls podcast just because of your quizzes. I've never listened to the He looks at yours and thinks they can't be that difficult. Does he yeah, just take my quiz and use it the week after? That's okay. It just makes it better. Him, Oscar Burr, and Harry Potter on his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar Burr, man. Enjoy the plugs, Dave. Um, I've, I, I don't know. I was just just thinking about the return of Premier League football or club football, um, and I was having a look at fixtures just to see what big games are coming up, and spotted a, a, there was an article about United playing City. So I've got a quiz about derbies for you. Um, what I'm going to be doing is I have a list of teams, a list of kind of well-known, let's say, rivalries, derbies. And as a, as a group, lads, you can do it as a team. I'm going to be asking you to give me a minimum number of players who have played for both clubs in that derby. Ooh, um, so you, you like it now, Matt. We'll see how you feel at the end of it. See how angry well, you are. I, I mean, so I like this this quiz would have been so much better if you'd have gone, this is the name of the derby. Who are the two teams that compete in it? I don't know. Much quicker. Do you think I know these things? (laughs) Much quicker. (laughs) (laughs) Like the speed is the the, the important metric that we're just get it done. Just get it done. (laughs) Right, boys. We're going to start with the Manchester Derby. Joe, you want to tell us who plays in the Manchester Derby? Oh, yeah. No. Too easy. Players. Some the Manchester and Salford. Some ex players. So, uh, as a group, lads, I'm going to ask you to name me three players who have played for both Manchester United and Manchester City. Tevez. Correct. What? How far back Smichael. are we going here? Uh, you can go back as far right. as you want. And Andy right? Cole. Michael. Correct. Tevez, Michael, and Cole. I've got Not two Dennis more Law. on my list. Andy Cole, he said. Dennis Law. Dennis Law, correct. I can look for one more if you he like. He relegated us. Lou, oh, I want to say Lou Macari, but I don't think it is. The one I have uh, on my list. Oh, go on. Is a former England player of our generation. Let's say has played for England. This, but 
century, last 15 years. Oh. Position. Oh, you wanted to go quick. Position, quick. Mid- midfielder. Has played in oh, Germany. Oh, Hargreaves. Yes, mm, Owen yeah, Hargreaves. Oh, shout. It's the yeah, final one. Great shout, Matt. Well done. I was thinking Englishman as well. <laughs> <laughs> Not Canadian Germans. <laughs> Fucking one of Mads boys, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, dual, dual passport. <laughs> Love it. Love to see it. The next derby we're going to move on to, lads, is the Milan derby. Now, I do have seven players on my list that have played in this derby. I'm going to ask you for four. Ronaldo. Bieber. So, uh, Ronaldo, I don't have Ronaldo on my list. He hasn't played Dave? Yeah. yeah, he played for both. He has. He? he played for both. Really? Yeah, he did. Okay. Oh, so nice. Yeah, later on. Hakan Chana Loglu. Yeah, Hakan That's Chana the one Dave Loglu. was going for, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bieber. Correct. Ibrahimovic is correct. So, mm, look for one more. Perlo. Andre Perlo is correct. Yeah. So you had Ibrahimovic, Perlo, Ronaldo, and Kahanoglu. You know how I am with pronunciations this recently. Anyone want to try one other one? I can give you them. Uh, Italian striker. Zaghi. Pato. No. Striker. Vieri. Christian Vieri is correct. We also have two Dutch players. Very um, well known. Burkamp. Uh, no. No, he didn't play for Milan, did he? Seydorf. is, of course, one of them. And the final one? You say, of course. No, Van Bastard. Loves a pair of glasses. Oh, Edgar. Edgar Davids. I, said, I just said I wonder if Edgar Davids, he... indeed. I don't remember him playing for... Okay. Right, boys, we'll move over to El Clasico, which is, of course, Real Madrid and Barcelona. I have eight players on a list that have played for both. I'm going to ask you for four again. Figo. Figo is correct. Yeah, Luis Figo. Ronaldo. Ronaldo is correct. Sure about that? <laughs> I am now. <laughs> Figo, Ronaldo. I'm fucking, this has got to be old. Eto. Samueletto. Samueletto is yeah, a shout, a Dave. Great shout, Dave. Correct. We spoke about him earlier. Mm. Well done. Um, There's a few more who are 90s onwards. Matt likes this. No I'm pressure. Playing, I don't. Maybe someone like I'm trying um, to f- Did he play for both? I'm thinking um, defenders. I don't believe I have a defender on my list, Joe. Well, maybe one. Good. Flush that out. So I have two Spanish players. I have an Argentinian player. Saviola. Yes, Joe. Love a bit of Saviola. I have a Danish player. Loudrop. Michael Loudrop. We'll just keep going, lads. I have a Romanian player. Hadji. Georgie Hadji. And then two Spanish players, one of whom we've been looking Sanchez. at. Sanchez. I don't have Sanchez on my list. I just guessed that. It's got Smith in Spain, isn't it? 
So we have. <laughs> play within we have Alfonso Perez and the now former Spain manager, Luis Enrique. Oh, well. oh hang on. What about Marcus Alonso? Yeah, car crashes, Edwin. I don't have them all on my list. I just have a select list. But I'm only looking for. Uh, didn't, he, didn't he go from Real Madrid to Bolton? Or, or is it he's someone in his family's like high up in the presidential thing at Real Madrid? Sure he might not have played for, for Real Madrid. I'm, sure I'm not sure has. if he did either. I don't know. No, he's associate okay. dad, definitely. But yeah. Answers on a postcard. Send him to Dave's house. Brilliant. Drive right, We'll move on, lads. We're going to move to the North London Derby, and I'm going to ask you for three players that have played for both Spurs and Arsenal. Show Campbell. Sal Campbell is correct. William Gallas. William Gallas is correct. David Bentley. David Bentley is correct. You didn't have that on your list, did you? I did. (laughs) I was looking at the other one that I thought you were going to guess first because I'm marking them in bold as as you guessed them. You want to give me one more? Well, no, we've done enough now. You have enough, but there's one more of the modern era. He's still playing. Position? Striker. Known for celebrating against his opponents when he scores against oh, them. Adebayor. Oh, Adebayor. Adebayor is correct. Well done. He's talking about him earlier as well. I thought about City. They're all over here, lads. Right, we've got a, four more to go. We're going to head north to my northern boys. The Tyneweir derby between Newcastle and Sunderland. Can you give me yeah. three players who have played for both? Colback. Ginger Bollocks. Yeah. Jack Colback is correct. Ginger Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> um. Michael Chopra. Do you know what? Oh, I typed this out and I said Matt three six five. Michael Chopra likes this. <laughs> Correct. What a shout! Let's go one more. I'm sure this is quite a controversial one. Eh? Okay, would it been Callback? No, he didn't play there. Um. Shay Given. Mm. Yes, Dupe. Shay oh, Given has played for both. Great shot. Well done. We, the I only other one also... I had was um, Matey Boy, the other goalkeeper. Harper, yeah. That's it, yeah. Oh. Harper's another one. Could have also had Lee Clark, or Chris Waddle, or Paul Bracewell. Oh. Right. Let's head to Birmingham. And we're going to go oh. for the Birmingham Derby, the Second City Derby, I think we call it. I was, uh, was going to wait for him to say like Wolves West Brom or something. There. No, we're not <laughs> doing Birmingham. that. No. <laughs> I would have done that if you weren't here, Dave. So we've got Birmingham to Villa. I'm going to ask you for three players who've played for both. Um, Gary Coldwell. Not Gary Coldwell. Oh, Gardner. Gary Ga- Cahill. Gardner. That's yeah, it. the Gardner brothers both. Can right? I have the first? Are they yeah. both have? I've got one of them on my list. Oh, Ga- yeah. Gary or Craig, one of them has. Craig is the one I have on my list, correct. Yeah. Uh, feel around the booze. Cool. Fuck yeah. Heskey. Yes, Matt. Oh, Emil Heskey has played for both Birmingham and Villa, which I actually didn't know. Kevin Phillips. Kevin Phillips. Great shout. Well done. He's played for everyone apart from Wolves in the Middle East. That's why. <laughs> Dave knows his black country. Yeah. Sign him up. We would have also had Curtis Davies, Liam Ridgewell. Oh, I S- thought about maybe we worked his ass with the £20. Yeah, pound yeah, I could be what his name was. <laughs> the Ridgey uh, Rowe. Scott Sinclair and Ulysses De La Cruz. Right. Scott Sinclair's played for everybody, hasn't he? Yeah. Mm. We're mo- on to the last one. It's the Merseyside Derby. I'm going to ask you to name three players who've played for both Liverpool and Everton. Nick Barmby. 90s football. Yes, Matthew. Correct. 
that geezer that just died last week. He played for both. Don't want to disrespect him. Why did everyone look at David? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say his name is like Davy Thompson or something like that, but. Oh, Oh, when they were talking about the World Cup. Is it Neil? Neil something. He hasn't got it on the list, so don't worry about it. I think I might have seen it on the list, but I might have thrown it out thinking you might have got it, but timing and all that. Dave, and your mate played that. Abel Xavier. Exactly. He's not got Ava. I have Ava Xavier on my list. That's really? a massive shout, Matt. Well Hasn't, done. Um, uh, Connor Cody played. Oh, yeah, shout, yeah, he has. Cody. Has Connor Cody actually was played he just a for Liverpool? Liverpool fan? No, he played for Liverpool. No, it was, it was a youth team. team. I have yeah, him on my list. I'm not sure if he's played for Liverpool, but I do have him oh, on the list. Oh, it's a shout, that is. He's on the fucking list, mate. He's fucking right. I'm sure he played a League Cup game. Just make the fucking rules, though. We can speed this up by just saying yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'll give I'll give you Connor Cody, seeing as he was a Liverpool player, uh, and he's on your list. He had he's it's played one game from. So it's literally yeah. what you asked for at the start <laughs> of the quiz, Mark. So. As have uh, we have had Sander Westerwald, Peter Beardsley, Steve McMahon. Oh, played a Premier League game for Liverpool in 2012-2013. They all count, Dave. Oh, I can't remember Mate Boy's name. That's going to annoy me. Only from like the fifties. Look it up. I think that'll do you, lads. Well done. Enjoyed that. Go team. Go team. That was good. Bosh. Bosh indeed. Well, that brings episode 279 to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can find all of our latest football manager content. I asked you last week, chaps, is there anything that we need to plug at this point? No, I've nearly no. finished. I've Excellent. nearly finished it, Matt. I've nearly finished the the, uh, the blog about retraining. You said that last week. No, you didn't I said it was halfway that last week. Last week, week. Last that week was I said yesterday. It was halfway. <laughs> that was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to know that. <laughs> Behind the curtain, the mudding mad. You like mudding mad. So anyway, uh, five star potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms. With a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There'll be more from us next week. Uh, Christmas countdown has begun. Say goodbye, folks. Bye, folks. Bye, folks. Okay, let's go.